Welcome to Power of Comics Gun Magazine. I am your host, Colin Latigra, and we are here at the Messiah University in Grand Hill, Pennsylvania. And I am interviewing one of the artists that is here. She just got off stage performing, and her name is Rebecca. Rebecca. Rebecca Correct? Okay, so just, I just met her today, <laughs> so forgive me on that. So I just wanted to share a little bit about her background, how she got started in music. Sharing her testimony, how she came to faith in God. So, welcome to Power Thomas. Thank you. Yes, yes. She's got a nice hat there. And so, just tell me a little bit about your background, how you got started in music. Yeah, well, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for doing what you're doing with us. And, um, yeah. What would you like to know? What what part would you like to know? Just basically, oh, yeah, that was a singing briefly. When I started singing? Yeah. I actually was singing since I was a little, little girl. I actually have a tape that actually works, believe it or not, of my dad recording me singing when I was two. So I can't remember not singing. Um, I married my husband in 2004 and we created Shay Shock Records. And so I would say from that point is when we began to do things professionally and full time in 2007, eight, maybe. Am I right? <laughs> when do we do full time? The camera, guys. <laughs> this is low key and cozy. Yeah, it's, it's totally low key, you know. Yeah, do you know? 2011. Yeah, we've been coming to Messiah Conference since, um, when, when have we been coming? 2011. Two, since about 2011 we've been here. Yeah, we, we missed a few years with all the stuff that was going on here. So great. I'm so glad you're here too. It's yeah. Really we just nice played. Yeah, thank you. We just got off stage ourselves. So but um, you know, share a little bit about your, your faith, your testimony a little bit. Like what was it about God that just drew your attention? He gave you a gift to play, right? He gave you a gift to sing. What was it about? Shape and form, like it was Jesus gave me a hug and he began to speak to me and share something with me. And, um, 
that's all I remember, but it changed my level of faith in such a way that even when I was around my non-believer family and everywhere, the things that we were about to encounter uh, were difficult. There was a lot of difficult parts to my childhood. My mom was remarried three times. So as a result of that encounter that I had with Jesus, I just had this strong faith in him. He was my best friend. He was my provider, my protector, my peace, my counselor. My He showed up in all the, all the ways that I needed him to, and, and that just needed an unshakable faith. So it was built during my childhood. Um, I saw my mom on her knees praying for, you know, food and the brown paper bag to show up on the doorstep. I saw my mom praying for protection over me. And I would be in dangerous situations and I would be in so there was just so many, so many miracles and so much mercy that was poured out in my life when I was younger that shaped my faith. But um, in my adolescence, I I was deceived by that spirit that you know that that same very very similar to what's going on now with the whole identity issue and um, that basically what the whole strategy behind that is that the enemy wants to take your eyes off God and put them on yourself, right? And so as soon as I did that, you separate because you know you're not you're not walking with Him anymore, and so that was my season of grace because I had walked away. And then I went through the darkest season of my life, being apart from him. That's all of everyone's darkest season is when they're not with him. And so that was really good for me because then I realized the goodness of God and the goodness of his grace and his forgiveness. Um, I was at an all-time low. I wanted to die. That's how hopeless I felt. And the Holy Holy Spirit whispered, remember me. And so then I, I immediately, immediately called out the name of Jesus um, at that time. And then I said, Jesus, came and I felt his presence cover me. And from that point on, I was like, another place. I met my husband in 2004. And that was another amazing blessing because all I had known was broken marriages, broken relationships, and God gave me his best, one of his best, and pure and his precious, beautiful, and lovely, and so we entered into that marriage 19 years ago, so that was like this amazing ever since life that I had the privilege of walking for 19 years in joy and love, and literally our, our children's names are joy, grace, and hope. And we've gotten to just share his goodness. Yeah. But you can't help it. You know, when God saves you from the pit and crowns you with compassion and love, you're going to just tell the whole world about it. Well, that brings me to my next question, my last question. We see how this world is going today. We see yeah. the chaotic. What, what encouragement do you give for people out here as far as to know God and to just 
What, what can you tell you're so, you're so precious to God. You have such a passion to share His goodness. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. I think about Peter when he looked at the waves and he looked at all the crashing things. You know, that's when he began to sing. And, and tonight I share the testimony of, God, of my brother who was given a 1% chance of survival. And the Lord told me, it's going to be okay. And don't go by what you see. Remember what I said. So we as believers, we have to encourage people that what it, what it, what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. Because faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you can't see. And I think this world has lost hope. So they can't believe for anything because they, they don't have the hope. They carry the living hope So we have to give them the information. If there's hope, we have to share the good news because it's like an anchor where they're finding all of this hopelessness and there's no way out and this and that is not true, right? So we throw out the anchor of hope and then that truth, you know, faith comes by hearing that word and faith is everything, so... Um, keep your eyes on Jesus. Like this is for believers, you know. If you're already, if you already know him, you have to just—that's your biggest job in life—is is to stay focused on Jesus. Don't turn to the right or the left. Stay fixed, steadfast on the champion of your faith, the author, the finisher of your faith, and then, then from there, just know that your faith matters. There's times where you are just living, walking. You know, and you're believing. And you have no idea how many people are watching you. And you don't realize, and that's why God always is reminding and encouraging you, don't go by what you see. Because you may feel like, oh, I just did this and I did this, but it looks like nothing's happening. But nobody plants a seed in the ground and then sees the flower and two seconds later. You have to, like, trust that it's there. You know it's there. Like, you see, you walk faithfully. You're supposed to do what's right. You serve the Lord. You, you, you know, and, and God will do it. But you don't go by what you see. You go by what His Word says. His truth. And we can speak life over the people who feel like they're dying. And we can see them come back to life. Because God says. Right? So, so we just need to encourage and speak life and love people and remind them that there is but the non-believers won't come and repent yeah. until there's kindness extended, until there's hope extended, because they don't know what they're doing is wrong until they find out the truth. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, you can't just say you have to repent. You have to tell them why. Like, this is the truth, and then they have to realize they have to see it. And when they say, "Oh, that is," and this might be real, this must be really wrong. And he says it's his kindness that leads people to repentance. So I feel like what we need to do is throw the anchors of hope out there and the truth out there for them, and say, "Hey, there's a better way. Like, there's life. There's hope for you. Like, you don't have to be in this. This is not the best thing. This is not a good for you. And then soon enough, they'll they'll realize that that is not good, and they'll want the good. You know. And the best way they'll want the good is when they see you living in the good. What can people find in music? 
Thanks for watching Power Pounders on YouTube and Facebook. You can also listen to the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. God bless.